MMO. All right, so last week, I thought we were gonna conclude our series on uh, justice with talking about judgment. Um, but I feel like I was just kind of scratching the surface or we were just scratching the surface of judgment. So uh, this is like judgment part two. And uh, I, uh, I have this one coworker um, I wanted to share with you all. Uh, we'll call her Rachel, okay? She's older than me. She's a, like several years older than me. And so she has like four adult children, okay? Her oldest one is 27 and her youngest one is 18. And when I work with her, like when we're at the office, um, I notice that her kids, her adult kids, like text or call her like all the time, you know, like one out of the four, they're like just cycling through and her phone's just always like blowing up. And I think she's just like this really popular middle-aged mom. But in fact, it's just her four kids. I'm like, why, Rachel, why is your phone always blowing up so much? She's like, oh, it's, just, it's always my kids. Um, and uh, I, I just noticed that like when I was working her, with her for like uh, over a year now, and so one day I asked her, like, Rachel, what's your secret? What's your secret? Like, because I have little kids, right? I have an 11-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy, right? And when they're older, I want them to feel just as comfortable to reach out to me. And, like, I want to be close to them like Rachel is with her four kids, right? So I, I asked her, like, Rachel, what's your secret? How do you keep your kids, like, liking you and, like, wanting to be close to you and spend time with you? And uh, she thought about it. And she really didn't know, right? She honestly didn't know. And so she texted her four kids individually. By the way, my coworker, Al, asked me, oh, this is at the hospital, by the way, not here. Uh, it's at the hospital um, where I work as a chaplain. Uh, you know, she said, my, my, my coworker, Al, asked me, like, uh, how you guys still want to talk to me and like me as, a, as adults. And so she had a variety of responses from them. Um, one kid said, because I can talk to you about anything and you don't immediately try to correct me if I do something wrong. That's nice. Uh, another one of her kids said, because you're the first person I want to share things with. That's really nice, right? Uh, but her oldest one said this, because you never judge me. Because you never judge me. She's 27, right? And, you know, she's lived a full life. Um, and well, I don't want to share with you about my coworker's daughter's life, but she lived a very full life, right? And my coworker tells me a lot of the struggles that her eldest daughter goes through and has gone through in the past. And she said she's never judged her, you know? Um, her eldest daughter said to her mom, you never judge me. So last week, we learned that judgment is the first step towards hatred, right? So then the opposite must be true. If you never judge someone, it brings people closer together, right? It brings people closer together. And one, one of the things that I've been learning as a hospital chaplain is to always be curious because it's impossible to be curious and judgmental at the same time. So as I'm curious about people's lives and as I'm hearing their stories, I, I want to know more about them and what they're feeling and what they're experiencing, not because I want to judge them because I really want to get to know them. And I also hope that they can express themselves in the process. So if hate uh, judgment is the first step towards hatred, then not judging others, it's the first step towards like bringing people closer together. And so hopefully what we're going to learn today is that when we do judge others, it 
actually is a bigger reflection of ourselves than it is about the person we're judging. Okay, because people project judgments onto other people all the time without knowing them. And so really when we're judging others, it tells us that there is a lack of self-awareness. Okay, uh, and this is kind of the central truth for today. Judging others shows a lack of self-awareness. And hopefully uh, the passage that we're gonna study today and look at today and the three main points that's gonna come out of this passage will help support that. All right, so if you have your Bibles, would you turn to Galatians chapter three, verses 23 through 29? If you don't have your Bibles, it's right here on the screen as well. And for those watching online or listening to the podcast, I'm going to also read it for us so you could follow along. Right, Galatians chapter 3, verses 23 through 29. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under that guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Uh, let's pray real quick. Lord, as we uh, look at this important topic of judgment again, we ask for your Holy Spirit to reveal certain biases, prejudices, that we might have in our hearts. We desire to become less judgmental people, not simply because we don't want to project onto other people, but ultimately it's because we, as this passage says, we want to be clothed in Christ. We want to be more like you. And while you had every right and position to judge us, uh, you chose not to. Instead, you chose to empathize with us. You chose to experience what it's like to be a human being. You experience loneliness and pain and suffering, as well as joy and peace and love so you're familiar with everything that we've gone through and yet you never judge us so help us to follow in your example and if there is any judgments that we have in our hearts would you reveal those things bring those things out so that we can become more like you and experience a better life of peace in jesus name we pray amen all right, so we are reading from the book of Galatians, and Galatians is a letter that the late great Apostle Paul wrote to a church in the city of Galatia in the first century. Now, in this 
church, uh, there was uh, two main groups of people. There were two main groups of people, uh, the Jews who became Christian and uh, non-Jews who became Christian. So most of those people were coming from Greek backgrounds. So they're coming from very different cultures, very different religious backgrounds, and they became Christians, okay? That's why in the beginning of today's passage in verse 23, it says, before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law. And so to the Jews, he's talking about Jewish law. And to the Greeks, he's talking about Greek law, right? And so everyone came with their own baggage, so to speak. Now that we are in Christ Jesus in verse 26, okay, um, uh, we are now children of God through faith. We are all kind of part of one spiritual family now. And so those previous laws that we were bound to, that was kind of, uh, that we were captivated to, are no longer holding us anymore. We are no longer already under that guardian, as verse 25 says. And this made me wonder about how much of my own faith, my own beliefs, my own behaviors, my own practices are actually coming from my own culture, my own family of origin, and actually not coming from a place of spirituality, healthy spirituality, and of my faith. There are so many times when I do the things I do, I live the way I live, and I think, oh, this is just who I am, or maybe this is even because I am a follower of God, because I'm a child of God, because I'm a Christian. But in actuality, it might be because I'm Korean-American, okay? Or there are things that I do and um, just kind of go about my life doing the things that I've always done, thinking like, oh, this is what a good person is supposed to be. But in actuality, this is what my family, this is how my family raised me, this is how my parents raised me. And I never really questioned it. And so there are many practices and beliefs and behaviors that uh, a lot of the Christians in the first century in the city of Galatia were doing. And they thought that they were actually doing the will of God, but in fact, they were not. So for example, the Jews in the city of Galatia, okay, uh, the Jewish Christians in, in that church specifically, were judging the Greek Christians who were not following Jewish law, that they were not eating kosher foods, okay, that the men were shaving, all right, that the women were wearing like uh, extravagant clothing, uh, and the Jewish Christians were judging the Greek Christians for not looking or behaving or being more like themselves, okay, and vice versa, the Greek uh, Christians were judging the Jews for being so modest, right, for, uh, uh, for looking a certain way, for like uh, acting weird or having their weird customs and cultures, right? And so there was a lot of judgment going both ways. And this, so a lot of, so this is why uh, the central truth for today is uh, judging others shows a lack of self-awareness because when we're judging others, it's really easy to just point the finger instead of looking at ourselves, right? And when we do that, when we do that, it puts us in like God's place. And this is the first uh, point from today's passage, okay? Uh, judging others kind of puts us in the position of God. We think we are in, in this higher place, right? We think we know better than other people, right? Uh, and so it puts us in this position that we think we're God, right? No one can judge except for God. So when we... <laughs> Are judging others, we're kind of saying like, oh, actually, I can judge you. So I'm actually putting myself in God's place. 
And that's why in verse 26, uh, Apostle Paul says, in Christ Jesus, we are all children of God through faith. Not one is better than the other, all right? We are all children of God through faith. And this was a universal and understandable language, even to Greeks who are not Christian, even to the Greek uh, pagans who believed in many gods, right? This was kind of like a common expression. We're children of God or we're children of the divine. And that kind of universal language kind of uh, evens the playing field. And this is coming from Apostle Paul, who he himself was a very devout Jew before becoming a Christian. And so he knows what it's like to be a judgmental Jewish Christian because he himself was a judgmental Jew before he became a follower of Jesus. And when we judge others, it puts us in this uh, arrogant place in our heads where we think we're better than others. And when we do that, unfortunately, it also reveals a lack of growth. When we judge others, it, sh- it actually reveals a great deal of a lack of growth. And we're kind of stunted in our spiritual development, in our spiritual health, in our spiritual maturity. In verse 27, you don't have to turn there, but I'm, I'm just going to read it for you. Uh, it says, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. When Apostle Paul wrote the word baptized, he's not talking about like literal baptism because not everyone at that time has been like baptized with water yet, okay? Uh, He's talking about change, okay? When you've been transformed, when you committed yourself to being a follower of God for being a follower of Jesus Christ and becoming a Christian, uh, the phrase that he used is baptized into, not baptized just past tense, he says baptized into. So this expression, he's saying you were baptized, but you're still being baptized. Okay, in the sense that like you were changed, but you're still changing. Okay, being transformed, it's not like a one and done deal. Okay, you, you, you experience that change, but you're still changing. You experience that transformation, but you're still being transformed baptized into. And so our identity has been redefined, but it's still being refined in many ways. So when we judge others, right, it, what it really reveals in ourselves is that like, I am refusing to learn more about you, about your experience, about uh, why you are doing the things you're doing or why, you know, why you are where you are in your life right now. When we judge others, it's like, I don't want to learn anymore about you and I don't want to expand my thinking. I don't want to expand my heart to feel or empathize for you. It really shows a lack of growth like that we've kind of given up. When I judge you, I'm making a decision about you and that's it. <laughs> And there's no room for growth. There's no room for uh, evolving any beyond that. And it's so much easier to look outward. And the reason why we judge others is because it's hard to look inward. It's really hard to look inward. And if we judge others to like stop ourselves and ask, why am I judging this person? Where is this coming from? 
whether you're judging someone because of their race, whether you're judging someone because of their uh, socioeconomic background, whether you're judging someone because of their behavior. You know, like if, if we're in the middle of judging someone and you stop yourself and ask yourself like, oh man, what, why am I judging this person? It's really, really hard because you might remember some things you don't want to remember or it might unearth some things within you that you don't want to be unearthed. In um, verse 28, uh, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female. Apostle Paul is referencing a very specific prayer that Jewish men would pray in the first century um, and before, okay? Uh, this is how the prayer goes. It's this horrible. Um, this is a Jewish man's prayer in the first century, okay? Blessed art thou, O God, for not making me a Gentile, a slave, or a woman. <laughs> That's literally a prayer that a Jewish man would pray in the first century. Blessed art thou, God, for not making me a Gentile, a slave, or a woman. <laughs> if a Jewish man is praying that prayer in the first century, why wouldn't he be judgmental, you know? Why wouldn't he think he's better than uh, non-Jews or slaves or even women? <laughs> um, and this is the last thing that uh, the, today's passage teaches us about judging others is that, and this is really harsh, okay? But judging others often perpetuates injustice. Judging others often perpetuates injustice. So as I've been sharing with uh, a lot of you, um, I'm currently, you know, uh, separated from uh, my wife. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty open about it. I've been open with my coworkers, my friends, uh, and obviously my family. And my my parents are um, really weird about, they're being really weird about it. So, okay, one thing you have to know about like immigrant Asian parents is that they're some of the most racist people that you will ever meet, okay? Um, okay, just keep that in mind, all right? So like, uh, when I first told them about my separation, um, my mom, uh, oh, you know, she was like all sad and all that stuff. And then she immediately jumped to like, so are you gonna remarry? Oma, it's only been like a month, right? And she's like, oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm just curious, like, do you think you'll remarry? And I said, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, you know? Um, I'm not even divorced or anything yet. And she's like, okay, okay. And she's, being, she's trying to be careful with her words, but there's no way of being careful with this, right? She says, well, if you remarry, please be sure not to marry this race or this race or this race. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, oh my, like, I can't, I can't believe. <laughs> and um, <laughs> if I were to just like go along with that, right? And I'm like, okay, whatever, right? I'm just like reinforcing her racism, right? And so, well, and I have this kind of weird relationship with my mom because like, if she tells me to do one thing, I'll do the exact opposite of that. Just because you said that, I'm gonna start dating that type of person <laughs> and she got all mad and anyways it was this whole thing but when we <laughs> when we uh judge others right especially based on their something like very superficial like their 
ethnic background or their socioeconomic status, in many ways, you're in, in reinforcing the system that's keeping them there, right? Oh, they're that way because like that, or, and, and you just immediately just, and you categorize them like that. And this is why we have and continue to have the corrupt systems that we have. And I don't wanna get like too political or anything, but even just thinking about the origins of police, right? Like I, I, I love police, okay? I, a, a lot of my friends are police, but even just thinking about like the origins of police department, how it was first created to round up like runaway slaves. And there's something about that, the roots of that, that still remain in the system, okay? I'm not saying police officers are all racist, okay? But there's something about that history that keeps that system somewhat corrupt, right? And when we are judging others, when we are judging others, uh, we kind of buy into this lie that people are just the way they are because of this, right? And, it, and we are either unintentionally or intentionally perpetuating that idea of injustice. There's this uh, word in today's uh, passage in the original language, which is Greek, and uh, that word is ethnos, okay, ethnos. And that's where we get the word ethnicity from. That word can also be translated as nations or just simply people, people. Ethnos is, yes, ethnicity, but it just can also be translated as simply people. We're just people. You know, we might look different, we might be from different backgrounds, and we might have different uh, socioeconomic status, but we're all, at the end of the day, we're all still just people. In the beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, uh, in Genesis 12, um, there is this story, let me just pull it up real quick. I'm gonna read first Genesis 12, verses one through three. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So this is the great promise that the Jewish people held on to and still hold on to to this day. To this promise that God made with uh, Abram, who later became Abraham, who is the father of the Jewish people. But Ultimately, what God is saying to Abraham is that all peoples on earth are blessed, beginning with him. And it's not because he's Jewish. Okay? It's because of his faith. It's because of his faith. That's why all peoples will be blessed. And when God created humanity, he created them in his likeness. 
right? In his image, in his likeness. When he created human beings, he created them in his likeness. Not because of the way they looked, but because of their character, their personality, their spirit. When God created the heavens and the earth, he said it was good. When God created uh, plants and waters, he said it was good. When God created animals, he said it was good. But when God created human beings, he said it was very good. He said it was very good. I think we all know what it feels like to be judged, to be treated like less than human. And I think we all know what it's like to judge others, to think more highly of ourselves because of whatever superficial reason. But ultimately, God wants to remind us today that every human being he created is very good. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for being the good God that you are. That while you had every right to judge us and to condemn us. Instead, you welcome us into your family. You welcome us into your home. And you call us your beloved sons and daughters. We thank you for leading by example. And when we judge others, or if we judge others, would you reveal to us the pride or the uh, anger, maybe resentment or pain that we might even have in our hearts that's causing us to judge others and help us to become more self-aware and to realize where that judgmental attitude is coming from because it's so much easier to point our fingers at others instead of really look, doing the hard work of looking at ourselves. And even as we are celebrating 4th of July weekend, um, we ask for you to help liberate us, free us from our own judgments, from our own biases, our own prejudices, and help us to follow in your example. For this is the way of peace. For this is how we can truly experience joy in our lives. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Have a blessed week, everyone.